Hello there, friends, and welcome to Down the Yellow Brick Pod, your enchanted passport and sometimes twister over the rainbow and down a yellow brick rabbit hole as we pull back the curtain on American culture's most visited fairyland. We are your co-hosts, Tara and MK, your good trouble witches of the concrete jungle, here to preserve the rustic emeralds of yesteryear and reimagine an Oz for today and future generations. This season, our third, we return to Baum and the turn of the 20th century, finishing up our remaining 13 books in the original Oz series penned by first royal historian of Oz himself, L. Frank Baum, and published between 1904 and 1920 posthumously. And then we return to Oz, taking up residency in Disney's dark, disturbing, and kind of delayed fantasy sequel of the Kinder Trauma Age, scarring viewers since 1985, a near 50 years after the MGM release. Wheelers in shock therapy and screaming heads. Oh my, we are in for a wild ride. Buckle up, babies. Off the pod, feel free to visit our Insta at Down the Yellow Brick Pod for an accompanying Technicolor scrapbook, as well as our Patreon Pod Squad, where we continue the escapism and entertainment with bonus content from Tiny Oz Concerts, think coffee shop style covers and mashups of Aussie tunes, our Yellow Brick Vlogs, exclusive episodes, monthly parties with occasional special guest drop-ins and giveaways, and more behind-the-scenes shenanigans. As a community-funded podcast, our Patreons are truly our backbone, our people. So consider joining our pod squad today. It would make our day. Now, may the world of Oz continue to be a bewitching escape in bewildering years, nostalgic and nuanced, and a magical refuge where two gals in New York City can cross yellow brick roads with wonders like you. Hey, M, to Oz? To Oz! Seth Hannon is a longtime lover of all things Oz. After wearing out multiple VHS copies since the age of three and forcing his twin sister to watch the MGM film at least three times a week. He remembers being an Oz character for every Halloween, and his first stage appearance was actually as the mayor of Munchkinland in The Wizard of Oz when he was six years old. He'd later go on to play the wizard and the cowardly lion in other productions. He's also an Oz collector and has been collecting since the age of four. He counts his two Oz tattoos as favorite pieces of his collection. And if you have a question about some sort of Oz Christmas decoration, he's your guy. A true friend of Dorothy in all senses, he spends his journey down his own yellow brick road of life with his husband Craig and his partner Paul in the Emerald City of Orlando, Florida. Feel free to follow Seth on IG at Seth M. Hannon. All right, we're getting into our actual scene. Yay. I'm super excited. I just wanted to share, I felt like this scene, it sort of moved, not at like a slow pace, but there was definitely, I felt like the movie slowed down in a way. It felt very like methodical. I agree. A little bit different from before. There's some scenes earlier where it's just like, bam, yeah. bam, bam, action, action. And I felt like this one is more like, maybe we're getting into the psychological thriller aspect of, of the film. I see that. Oh. Like, what's what's I about to happen? Had, this scene, like, this whole entire scene from them leaving, like, entering and leaving the Gnome King Mountain, I felt like there's so much to keep up with. So I actually felt reverse. Like, it flashes back and forth so much to different people because we're following Mombi with the wheelers. Yeah, there's a lot of we're different people. Going into the ornament room, there's actually supposed to be more flashes. We were supposed to see each creature do their final Oz, oh. but that got cut. Um, there's a lot that got yeah. cut in this, which we'll talk about as yeah. we go. So I felt a little differently. I thought it flashed around a lot. It was actually a hard scene to keep up with because there's so much. It's all coming to a head. Right, right, right. right. I think it's also having like read the book and having probably even seen it before it's like okay i know it's about to happen like we're kind of watching them figure it out as it goes but we already Mm -hmm. know okay Mm -hmm. so we start with a lot of screaming dorothy has fallen and slid down underground and jack is screaming mom and everyone's kind of freaking out 
And then we get this very like avant-garde special effect Dorothy like falling through green and like rocky, this rocky Alice in Wonderland tunnel again. The voiceover too. The the voiceover of our dear friend Nicole talking to her. It's a little creepy to me just because we're not entirely sure Mm -hmm. where exactly this is all leading. He has like this monologue that he's giving. Yeah, it reminded me of like the crystal, this place called Crystal Caves in Pennsylvania that I went to on class trips. Like that's immediately what I think of because we were like obsessed with like (laughs) stalagmites and like, yeah, moaning caverns. That was my field trip. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm a little freaked out by this. Like, am I going to make it out alive? But I really felt like class trip time when this this sequence starts. Last trip time, and I went onto Crystal Caves website because I was like, let me just like check like where this place is just before I speak about them on the podcast. They are now hiring, and they need tour guides. Ooh. And I was like, I think okay, we should all head. move to. <laughs> I think, I think I we're going and become a Crystal. Cave I think it's happening. <laughs> I would make connections to the Gnome King's Lair for people. Sure. Would be like, what? Be a Halloween event. <laughs> yes. Yes. Turn it into the Gnome King's underground chambers. Oh my gosh. Please. Well, there's like red and green and yellow lighting and the Gnome King's voiceover. He's like, all these emeralds belong to me. I didn't steal anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And she's just like, what? What is happening? Looking around. And then finally she lands. And the last thing we hear from him, from the Gnome King is, I am not the thief. And she lands into the scarecrow's arms. The scarecrow's there. And I think he's so cute. I know that some people might think he looks a little creepy because he has like these really big eyes. His face does look different. Like he, you know, if you're used to the human, human human-esque scarecrow, this is obviously different. Yeah, he's not Ray Bulger. He has his crown on. I think he's so cute. He doesn't I do too. (laughs) I I love how the, her three original Oz friends in uh, Return to Oz look less human you know what i mean i think it it makes dorothy look like you know the uh, the odd one in the scenario which uh i think i really really like the how the scarecrow looks in uh yeah in this movie he's super cute yeah he's super sweet i just want to say something like when we were falling down with that whole big monologue this epic like welcome to the gnome king's mountain and like who i am that he describes i was just thinking about like Oh, this is like our problem in America right now is that we have people who have way too much. Like she says, what does she say? She repeats it. She goes, you have so much. Like she screams that twice to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the problem I think in not just America. I think this is a global issue of like, no one should be a billionaire no. to me. Like I, I will say that like no one, there's no need. Like when there's actual people who can't like pay for like a meal. It's not necessary. And that's what yeah. I thought of. During this scene, I was like, she's right. You have so much. Like, you don't need all this. Is the Gnome King, like, the 1% of Oz? Yeah. For yeah. sure. He's uh-huh. hoarding all of this. He's the Jeff Bezos. Jeff, Jeff. Yeah. He's he Jeff stole Bezos the slippers. Yeah. 100%. Like, he's like, I'm going to make a drawbridge. I'm going to, you know, take down this drawbridge so my boat can put, fit through. <laughs> so true. You know? So true. You don't need to be this rich, sir. Yeah. That's what I just kept thinking. I was like, Dorothy, call him on Call him out, Dorothy. She's a humble girl from Kansas. Well, we get That's this right. crash of lightning and the scarecrow disappears, which is terrifying. And she approaches <sighs> this face in the rock. It's our gnome king. Um, as of this moment, he's just a face. Mm-hmm. This is Legends of the Hidden Temple. This is exactly <laughs> yes, yes, what yes. the back looks like. This is it. Just to bring us back. <laughs> it all comes back to Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> we have listeners right now who are shaking their heads at Seth and I, but you know, it's fine. What else? 1993, baby. <laughs> 92? Woo! Yeah, you guys are close. You're 92 and yeah. 93. A different um, time. And the Gnome King says, I transformed him into an ornament. He's going to be so pretty. He's going to be all mine. She's like, what? What are you talking about? He never stole emeralds. They were there when he came. She's like very passionate. They were there when he came. I know. She just keeps saying it. Her breath, you can hear it audibly in this. And her little sobby, wet face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her tears There is in this scene are like the biggest tears I've ever seen. It's incredible. There's a note. 
in the script that says um, when he, you know, when he kind of circles back to her and starts to pat her with his hand, um, there's a note that says her purity of heart is thrilling to his evil soul. I love that note. I love that note. That is terrifying. That's like a great, that's a great little, like, um, as an actor, you're like, yeah, that's good stage directions. Yeah. But the moment, this little moment coming up, the moment when he, yeah, when his hand like caresses her. Ooh. I love it. Ew. (laughs) No, I love it because this reminds me of the Judy Garland sob with Frank Morgan and his mustache tears. Like, it has that same feel to me. So I kind of like love that little connection there. I think you are alone on that island. Yeah, it just creeps me out. (laughs) Oh, I think it. Oh, it reminds me of when she cries and breaks down in the first one. Well, I like the crying, but I don't like the hand. (laughs) The creepy hand? Yeah. I love that we can't. I love, though, that he's complicated. This is what I'm trying to say. Like, he poses himself as a friend, right? I love it. Like, I think it's interesting. It is interesting. I'm not, like, rooting for the Gnome King, but it's interesting. Well, you have been known to root for the Gnome King, so. (laughs) I am secretly rooting. You have been known to be like, I love him. So. No, I love him. I really do. Because he, like, he can pay for my dreams, okay? What? He can be my sugar daddy. Oh, my God. I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay, moving on. Yeah, and he's like, I know just the thing. We'll talk about this in therapy later. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he's like, I know just the thing to cheer you up. And then Jack, TikTok, and the Gump arrive, and they're all screaming. And he's like, you and your friends can play a little game. And then you'll get the scarecrow back. Yeah, you're right. This is very much a, a horror film. And he's like, you'd yeah. risk something for that, wouldn't game. you? And she's kind of like the risk. letting this all go through her head. Like, what are you about to say? And then we flip to the wheelers. Woo-hoo! And he gets more he gets more human in that second interaction. Yes. Like he's becoming he's playing he's his starting game. to morph from Olmac. Yeah. He, oh yeah, and he's physically he's more, becoming, like, yeah. Physically. And we get that throughout just to presence that. Oh my but, gosh. Oh my gosh. Mombi, this moment, what happened to her voice? Oh. What is going on? Thank you. I All right then, where's I literally talking? wrote what is like, that? did you smoke hundred and seven cigarettes that day? Because it's like she caught a cold this day and she was like i guess this is what i have to work right. with like, Either i can't that, understand why she's or she like was that. like i'm gonna make i'm just gonna go for it oh, no. it is it, terrifying it, it seems like a completely different character choice based on how she is right. presented earlier in the film and later in the scene that's coming <laughs> up like it's like wait, why, she's why are we like, talking on this vocal really mad. fry grit my voice like, would be destroyed after that <laughs> No, it hurt just doing what I just did. <laughs> I, al- I also want to just share something about Mombi that I've been thinking about that I'm kind of, this is like a little bit of a, uh, I wish they did something different here with the film. We never see her actually perform magic. She's kind of humbuggy. Yeah, she doesn't really do it. This because we never see her. She's like a scary, like slave master mm-hmm. that's like what I get. Not a witch, like especially in what we're going to get. Who plays up. the I'm mandolin. Like, oh, I wish. Who plays the man? She plays the mandolin. <laughs> but never does the violin from 1776. Yes. But um, thank you for clarifying. But yeah, I never see her do anything. Like, and that's except change her heads. I wish we that's, saw her. Like, I guess that turn someone to marble. Or I guess something. that's definitely like I can't change heads. You know, that's but a pretty still, big. Like, I just want. I guess that's some power. I see her throw something for sure. You know? We want to see her do something more than just change heads. Yeah, but yeah, that saying she's kind of humbuggy to me. <laughs> that vocal inflection killed Ow. me. Ow! She's like, "Take me to the gnome king, you stupid idiots!" <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, though. Like, I actually am like grateful that she did that. Thank you for. Your oh, it's work. fantastic! It's fantastic. The wheelers are so exhausted. Like, they oh my gosh, I feel bad up. for them in this moment. I know. Now I think we're, we've transitioned. Like the wheelers, obviously, are like they just have to do her bidding. Yeah, they're startling at the top. Like, why are these scooter people like laughing maniacally? But now we're like, oh my god, the scooter people are. I really, really like, like them. They're just like victims, also mm-hmm. of this like power hunger that is happening in Oz right now, and they're just they're staying alive by making an allegiance with the gnome yeah. king. And Mombi. So I feel for them in this moment. They're tired. I want them to take a nap. Yeah. 
Seth, when you said this movie like terrified you as a child, was it the Wheelers? Was it Mombi? Was it the Gnome King? All of the above. All of it. <laughs> like I yeah. literally didn't finish it as a child. You know, <laughs> I know um, you were talking um, on a previous podcast about Return to Oz, about how you just accepted that, oh, this is Dorothy. Like this is a, a, a new interpretation. And I- It's my soap opera training. Yeah. And I, my brain couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, and I loved The Wiz. I loved different adaptations of the, the Oz story. But to me, you know, this was so different this. from the uh, original story that my six-year-old brain was like, oh, this is too creepy. Like I could handle the yeah. the creepy subway pillars in the whiz, but uh, in a those are terrifying. They are, they are, they are. Um, but this was just a little too creepy. So when you invited me to be on the podcast yeah. back in the spring to do this movie, I was like, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait to watch it until like right before we talk about it. So it's super, super fresh and fresh. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but six year old me, yeah, no, 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 no. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm with you. The Wheelers was definitely. I think the, that's a lot of people. Oh my gosh! Experience. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the Wheelers have grown on me. I actually really I have a soft spot, especially Ponsmar. Love the, him. Mm-hmm. And the scene, yeah, like yeah, it's like they're just they're getting put through it. I know. Well, back to the Gnome King. He is sort of explaining this game. He essentially says each of you has three guesses uh, in order to find the Scarecrow. You're going to touch a certain object and you're going to say Oz and he doesn't give them the pertinent information that if you don't guess correctly, you're going to be turned into an ornament yourself (laughs) or disappear, which is is, not cool. This is where there's a little cut stuff in the script where they're like, TikTok has this whole thing about like in the book, he's like, but the gnome King, like we can trust him. Like he's the one who is saying, this is okay. We can do this. Um, and there is like, he, I think he says in the script, like, I'm an honest man. Like he really is like posing himself like, oh yeah, we can trust him. Um, they have faith in him, but that gets cut from the film. We never hear the word honest used mm-hmm. about him in the scene that definitely mm-hmm. does get cut. Right. I also just quickly want a presence and I'll put more on the Instagram. I was like, wait, are there return to Oz games? We keep hearing the word like game from the Home King. I was like, are there any? I had heard of the computer game, which I'll share more about on the Instagram. It's pretty great. The 1985 or maybe it's 1986. I'll confirm that on the Instagram, the computer game that was out that is pretty fun. And there's also a board game. And just to read you, it was on the cover of the board game. I think it had to do with you saying um, the words Oz. Um, Oh, cool. A spell has been cast, which you must unlock. Say the magic word Oz to free Jack, Gump, Scarecrow, and TikTok for two to four players, ages five to ten. There's also, <laughs> yeah, there's. It's also five the picture ten. of like the promenade um, at the end, like that big parade where Dorothy's riding on the lion, that triumphant moment. So that's what's on the cover of this. Thought I should just quickly present that. Sounds so fun. To Oz actual games. <laughs> yes, and awesome. the stakes are not as high. <laughs> No, nowhere near. Praise the Lord. Well, my favorite moment is coming up, the rock hands claymation with all of like the hands in the Mm -hmm. rock and they sort of like open a hole. I just think that's so good. And I wonder how long that freaking took them to do. I can only imagine. And the Gnome King says, how about the sofa goes first? And there's this very punny moment where the Gump is like, but I don't have hands. He's like, you can use your antlers. And he's like, I should have quit while I was ahead. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Mm-hmm. That's so I think silly. it's cute. I it's very it was cute. cute. Yeah. So he he's going into our cavern. We're not sure what's about to happen. Good luck, Mr. Gump. Good luck. <laughs> but then we do get deadly desserts. Yeah. <laughs> our cafe. <laughs> I mean, how kind of the Gnome King to be like, I've got some refreshments for you. <laughs> okay. So I thought that he said sulfur, that they were drinking sulfur. Ooh. It's silver, though. So silver, I also think yeah. of this, this, the smell of sulfur. I also think of oh, what a horrid <laughs> smell of sulfur. The smell of sulfur yes. from Billy Burke, Glinda. But that's what I thought as a kid, that it was sulfur, not oh, silver. Oh, I mean, Jack that would be cool. makes it clear. Yeah. 
Jack makes it clear because he repeats. But the Gnome yes. King is sometimes very hard to understand. I was actually grateful to look at a script because I was like, what did he just right. say? I watched yes. it with captions. It's very mm-hmm. muddy. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to do it, especially for him because he gets a little like chunky in his words. Yeah. Yep, they've got limestone pie and hot melted silver. <laughs> yes, and there and was it's initially like steaming. Yeah, it's piping hot. Yeah. Initially, th- there was a moment that was cut um, that you can watch. It's filmed where um, Sweet Dorothy sneaks some of the um, lime- limestone pie into Jack Pumpkin Head's eye. Oh, that's really cute. Make sure she gets some food. <laughs> I love that. And I love the little cup, like gauntlet that the Gnome King's drinking from too, with that like special effect fog wafting up. But TikTok here is like, the king mentioned a risk. What is it that we are risking? Like, he's the one thinking, like, wait, what are the consequences here? And that's when we get our first big thunderclap. We get this close-up of the Gnome King's eyes, which is pretty terrifying. Everyone's sort of, like, falling over. You're like, what was that? And the Gnome King is becoming more and more of, like, a physical form. And he says, next. And TikTok has this whole, like, pick me up moment again which is a common theme throughout the film yeah they're kind of over it too they're all like (laughs) like come on get up and this is where dorothy finds out like the gump has been turned into an ornament a knickknack because he failed to guess correctly and she's like that's not fair you didn't tell us that that was how things were going to go down so she's pretty upset and then there's this really sweet moment between Jack, Pumpkinhead, and Dorothy, where Jack's like, it won't bother me as much to be an ornament as it will bother you, Dorothy. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> I thought that was super sweet. I know. And Trying to hug, comfort her in some way. hug is so cute. This moment, like, stays with me. This little moment. Well, also, like, the fiery furnace gets presents, which is like, oh, God, we have to do this game. Like, they all have even another stake that makes like jack is like i don't want to do this like they're immediately thinking like we should not do this anymore but then they're like oh we can just be we can just be burnt to a crisp <laughs> let's yeah, at fine. least try but yeah. this moment with belina too this i don't know why i can't put my finger on why but when she's like um we are a long way from kansas i think she says yeah she's like Dor- like Dor- dorothy we're a long way from kansas is that what she says exactly it just struck me like Almost like look at the mess that we have gotten into and like we don't have any help anymore, which Mm. that just hits me because I think Dorothy is maybe also if we take it out of Oz context feeling that she's beyond help, Mm -hmm. you know, like doctors aren't going to be able to fix her. Um, There's something chilly about how she says that. Yeah, we're past the point of no return. Yeah, and she's the only one presence in Kansas. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. It's interesting. Something about that just really stuck with me. Yeah. No, that hit me too. It's it's like very nostalgic, like coming of age moment. Yeah. Jack and Belina are the next to go into the cavern. Uh, Belina's still inside of his head. Uh, and then we have this other, another flashback to Mombi and the wheelers just like screaming towards the palace. She's Scary. whipping them. I don't like that at all. I feel so bad she's, for them. She's back in her iconic look, at least. This like the outfit one we want to see on RuPaul. With the yes. thorn, with like the spikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seth, we, we want have that. a whole RuPaul <laughs> dream. <laughs> yep. I love it. It's going to previously happen. report it. It's going to happen. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. There's more crashes of thunder. The Gnome King is continuing to sort of become like more of a physical form. It's TikTok turns next. And his music changes. Like he has kind of his own little theme music, which is cute. And then we sort of get like this. At least this was when I already knew this happened. But this was in this rewatch. Like when I first noticed like the same red ruby ring that the Gnome King wears that Dr. Worley was wearing. He has the pipe, of course. He mm. starts smoking that pipe. He has all of these like jewels encrusted into his cloak. Um, yes. That, and that's from the book. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you read that description of him earlier on. I love it. Um, I just wanted this to is, see. This is also a little different, this exchange with TikTok. I love. 
And especially like Dorothy being like, I wish you could wind up yourself. Like, <laughs> she has like a little, yeah, she's a little moment. freaked out about that. She's just exhausted. Like, and she's also like, oh God, if you get stuck in there, but that gives TikTok the idea to freeze. Like, he has yes. this genius idea to freeze in the room, which is awesome. But in the book, that actually doesn't happen. He actually winds down and it's all by accident. Yeah. It's not planned, but I love that this TikTok plans it. I think that's really cute. Yeah. And Thinking this outside is, of the box. I love that. And I'm not sure when, like, when does Nicole actually come in? Is it right around here, like, when tic- when he calls on TikTok? It's like the thunder cracks, and then it's kind of like, oh, that's actually a person, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's midway pretty through interesting. the scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then this is where we get that. After TikTok goes in, we get this exchange from the Gnome King to Dorothy. Why did you come here? She says, and she kind of just explains, like, I don't need to explain this to you. We've already talked about it. And then we get the ruby slipper moment. Are you sure you didn't come back for these? And he lifts his, like, cloak, and he's like, what's up? Here they are. I mean, this is a full stop, though. This is, like, iconic. Like, he is a queen. He is a queen. It's fierce. How he smokes his pipe after he says things. He's like, you're so anxious to get home. Pipe, 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 pipe. Good. He's just like living his like, best life. He's living his best life with his little smoking his pipe. He's already finished his like sweet like little like goblet of delicious silver, molten silver. silver. Yeah. <laughs> and he's onto his pipe. He is fabulous in this moment. I I also quickly forgot to say this about there we have another flash to Mommy that happens again where she's screaming yeah. faster faster. Yes. And they focus on the wheel. Do you notice that? They like zoom in mm-hmm. on the wheel of her carriage and yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, she is like if Miss Gulch was Jareth and Labyrinth Ooh, in this moment." Like yeah. it's like 80s tw- like scarier 80s Miss Gulch like living her fantasies on her bike with 100%. all these like, people dragging her. So just wanted to presence that. I love that. I'm just Im- imagining like, you know, the reveal of the slippers, you know, that uh, the Gnome King has on that as Dorothy is, you know, descending down the trap door to get to the Gnome King, he's like, all right, you know, this is what I'm going to prepare. This is going to be the reveal. <laughs> I'm just prepping it. It kind of reminds me of, if you've ever seen Sleeping Beauty, you know, when the three fairies come in to find Aurora passed out on the floor of the spindle and Maleficent goes, you know, here's your precious princess. And she whips the cape and reveals her. You know, it's like she like, you know, yes. laid the cape out, did a dry run, made sure it works, and then did it again. <laughs> like, that's what I envision with the Gnome King of being like, all right. You're right. How? Oh, you're so right. I was like, and he just reminds me of those great, you know, I, I just, I'm referencing Disney villains because it's, this is a Disney film, but yeah, he's a Disney, he's a Disney villain. villain. Just how theatrical yeah. they they all are. You know what I mean? And I just love oh the my gosh. You know, oh, did you come to find these kind of moment? You know, because yeah, he's he, like, are you, are you sure? sure it wasn't for right? The like, and he <laughs> the entire so time extra. he knows it's like you know the he can't wait. Right, right. I I love it. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! I never would have thought of that with Sleeping Beauty. Of like, okay, okay, I gotta, I gotta lay the lay the cape out this way. Okay, do I do it? I can't wait for the exact moment. I'm going to like just like waiting, rugged clothes. Uh Yes, watch the scene, Sleeping Beauty. That's instantly what I thought of in um in this moment with uh, Return to Oz. But she legitimately has forgotten about the shoes. Like she's like almost starstruck by the shoes. Like oh my gosh, they exist. Yeah. Like she's forgotten she's about them. And I've been through a lot. She's yeah. been through a lot. Like there that's and this is what why Dorothy is different than the Gnome King. Like something that is materialistic and gives power does not matter to her. I was about to say like, the it same just thing. isn't yeah. yeah, it's like not top of her brain. And this whole moment like really made me stop. Like we okay, the only thing, okay, two things here. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I think this is like the biggest moment of this scene. Um like can't he just like send her back home and wipe her memories? I'm confused because this Dorothy does not have protection unless that good witch of the North kiss is still protecting her because I'm like, can't he just do that? I'm a little question marks there. Um, Cause he wants her to not know Oz. Cause we find out later with the Mombi exchange that everyone needs to forget Oz. So he could become a human, which is 
interesting how that correlates. And this is when he repeats, there's no place like home to her and it gets really <laughs> ultra creepy. Um, yeah. But this is where I stopped. Cause like she chooses her chosen family over her home. Like mm-hmm. he gives her this like ultimatum where he's like, I can just send you home. And he's very Dr. Worley like now where I can wipe you of this place. You'll never remember. But she's like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to go home this time. My home didn't believe in me. So I'm choosing chosen fam over my blood fam, which I was like, oh my gosh, like I've chosen my chosen fam over my blood fam before in my life. And that's like a huge moment when we first do that. So just honoring, this is like a huge deal, I think, in like any young child's life. Well, that's why I love the Oz universe and the Oz stories. And I think as a a queer person, you know, like there's a reason why the term friend of Dorothy is a thing, not just because Judy Garland just being an incredible gay icon, but, you know, so many queer people, um, and I understand as a gay, cisgendered white man that I had a much easier experience than a lot of other people in the queer community. But, you know, the small town that I grew up in, I'm not going to choose that over my chosen family of misfits. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel right. like... Quote, unquote, misfits. Quote, yes, yeah. quote, unquote, misfits. Thank you. Uh, but I I think that's why the, these stories resonate so much with that community. Um, yeah. And when she had that moment, like, I'm very, very close to my blood family. I, like, absolutely love my mom. You would all love her, too. Uh, but, Same. you know... I love th- her already. <laughs> there come uh, times in your life, though, that your chosen family, you know, means just as much to you in a different sense. And, you know, in certain situations, maybe even more to you. And I feel um, that definitely stuck out with me in the film. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. That's such a good moment. It's beautiful. Like, I love that she like marches forward. It's like, Oh my God, she could just like, she's choosing like potential death too, in a way, or just like potential, like she doesn't ex- cease to exist. Like she doesn't exist. But she wants to, exist. to protect her friends. Her friends. Yeah. She's doing the right thing. You know, I think that's such an adult thing to do of like, yeah, I could do the easy thing and the more comfortable, comforting thing, but that's not the right thing to do. Yeah. Dorothy's definitely an enneagram type too. Me too. Are you? I am too. I think Dorothy is as well. Twos! Twos forever. MK, if you play the slippers on me right now, Tear, I hate to say it, but I'm going to play the slippers on you right now. No, MK, but I was just four yellow bricks away from winning. Sorry, girl. That's how it goes in the land of Oz. Y'all, though I am totally losing, Em and I love to play Home from Oz, a two to four player card game released in 2019 that all ages can truly enjoy. There are not many games that allow both adults and kids to play together, nor everyone actually having a chance at winning. But Home from Oz does just that. Inspired by L. Frank Baum's classic tale, your deck is full of characters and magical objects you already know and love. The goal is simple. Collect enough brick cards and play the charm slippers before the other players and you win. However, actually achieving the goal is a little more difficult. Other players will try to set you back using menace cards that steal, skip, slow, and stop like MK just did to me. The wizard and tornado make cards change hands. So just when you get confident, you may lose everything. As you make your way home by following the yellow brick road, as I am right now, you will encounter both friends and enemies. Beware of the winged monkeys or the fighting trees that will try to keep you from reaching home. Gain protection from obstacles by befriending the cowardly lion, tin woodman, and scarecrow. The wicked witch will try to stall your progress, but just as your friend Dorothy realized in her own journey through Oz, a simple bucket of water will get you back on your way. What will happen when you encounter the wizard or pass through the poppies? Well, you'll have to play to find out. The original card game is available now at homefromoz.com. That's homefromoz.com with an expansion set coming out soon. Ah, Tara, as I'm on the verge of victory, I can confidently say there's no game like home. Get out.
Um, but before she goes, before she gives that like determined look and marches on, we get that little face in the rock that's like the royal army is standing still. So she assumes like, oh, his action ran down. So the Gnome King <laughs> says you can go in there and wind him back up and then just make your picks once you're in there. And she and this is when she goes in. And we get the first look of like this beautiful ornate palace with all of the items. Everything is very bright. We kind of transition from this like dark gray color yes. palette to like gorgeous golds and bright well lit. Yeah. A collector's yeah. dream. I mean, this is a beautiful room. A collector's dream. <laughs> gorgeous. Here it reminds me of um I watched like a long time ago. And this is when Michael this was like a positive Michael Jackson documentary when he was like showing off his like collector mm. stuff. That's what this reminds me of. And I also, every time I watch this scene in my head, I sing a Pharaoh story. It feels like very Egyptian. <laughs> like, this room, I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I'm just always, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, it feels like we're like looking at things that are from ancient Egypt in this room. Mm. I don't know why. And then, of course, like, because I'm a child of what I am, like, I sing. Joseph, Joseph always comes up. Dream Coat. <laughs> They they, it they all, do it, it every year back home, every December. Oh, my God. Year the 30th year. <laughs> I'd never understand why. I think Joseph is not the kindest human. And he plays a game with his brothers. And I think it's not a, like it's not a good game that he plays with them. I don't understand why. Like David Archuleta is playing it. Midwest Community uh, Theaters. Con. They love it. Yes, yeah. Love it. They love it. Like everyone loves it. But I'm like, Joseph isn't not that great of a guy. Like he's poor, poor I mean, he does get bullied by his brothers, but he also takes it out on them later. It's kind of like <laughs> when they're down and yeah, out. Yeah, it's like a isn't there a little bit of like revenge in there too? I don't know. It's just a little yes. bit like, what's the moral of this story? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> not to get into Joseph too much. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> a <feral> story. <laughs> poor, poor Joseph. All right. Well, Dorothy enters, we see TikTok standing there frozen, and she's like going to wind him up, but then she's like, oh, you're already wound up, you're good to go. And then he's like, ha 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 ha, it was a ruse, I had a plan, this was just my way of getting you into the yes. room. And then I will do the Oz thing with a an object, and if I get it wrong, you can just see what I turn into. And she's like, okay. And their hug melted my heart. So good. That is the most heart-melting hug I've ever seen. It's so beautiful. And he cries his little green liquid, and we get like a Tin Man-esque moment where she wipes it away. Yes. Totally. Yes. It's so sweet. I also was this like- This is one of my favorite moments. Get it, Michael Sundin. Like when he like does his little waddle walk. I was like, get oh, it. Oh, it's so good. Get it. <laughs> oh, I will never be over Michael Sundin. Insane. But yeah, he does disappear, and we do not see where he goes off to. And it's Dorothy's a like, "Failed plan, crap." Yeah, that plan doesn't yeah. work. I mean, it was a smart idea, but yeah, great idea, but it didn't work. No idea where he went. Nope. Yeah, yeah. And this is when the wheelers appear with Mombi. We just get that kind of like quick, quick. Uh, God, her low voice switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her voice is terrifying in this moment. Uh, but back to Dorothy, I actually wrote, I love the like clack, clack, clack that her shoes make. It feels so like little girl, just like, doop, 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 doop. I don't know. I just love it. It, it warms my heart. Um, and she's sort of like putting her hand out on different objects saying, Oz, these are her two tries. Nothing happens. We go back to the Gnome King and Mombi and he is just like playing with her like a cat and a mouse. Oh, lower. I think there's also like. Is there like a sexual sexual tension? Yeah, Slash he's like, a gay icon they... though. I don't know if they're into each other. I don't know, but, but I also think they might tension. be. Yes, <laughs> maybe they have history because he's like Neil lower. And she's like okay, and then he's like lower. It's so good. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> who wrote the scene? And she's like trying to. I know she's like trying to warn him about Dorothy, but he's like, oh, she's already here, but not for long. <laughs> and he's just laughing. It's a little shivery. I get shivers. Not in a good way. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> oh, I get them in a good way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We know how you feel about I'm like, this. if he said Neil, oh. I'd be like, yes, boo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Episode. I'm done. <laughs> done. I'm done. Oh, 
I feel. I'm just speaking anyway. <laughs> I support you. You know, I Thank always you. will. Well, this is where we get Dorothy's just like, well, I guess I'll close my eyes. Spin, spin, spin. Spin in a circle and just put the arms out zombie style. I mean, I've done this for like, but nothing with the stakes yeah, this high. If I'm like, that. what ice cream? Yeah. Life or like, death. What ice cream flavor yeah. do I want? Let's yeah. maybe for that it's appropriate. It's like what I do but not like- to pick the next kid in my chess class. Like who's going to be the next one? Random point. Right. But she's like, you know, I'm just going to leave it up for fate. Yeah. But I love that she like eventually sets her hands on something. And then she sort of like has this moment of where she comes to and opens her eyes and puts it on like the emerald kind of jewel big green green jewel like she almost knew her intuition it actually did guide her to the right spot which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. but before this happens actually we get another interchange between the gnome king and mombi about ozma can they not kill her king is very i asked that so casually can they not kill her (laughs) can they not kill her but they're like we have they have to keep her prisoner it's very interesting because i don't like they keep her alive in the mirror, right. but the, no right. one can know about her. It's all I've. No one can marks. know about her. Yeah, the gnome king is like, you haven't let her escape as well. She's like, no, no, I promise. Yeah, she's not been doing her. Job I don't know. Yet. Yeah, I'm. I yeah, I'm confused about. And it heightens once we get the scarecrow back, and he does say one of the gnome king's classic phrases of smudge and blazes he says that um smudge and there are also they cut a few fumes and <laughs> furnaces and they also cut petrified polymorphs Ooh. these were the things he was like yelling out as they are like succeeding moving forward with like the return of friends by doing oz right right but it all I gets mean, taken out on mombi mombi is like the first one in his path so he's going to take out all his fury on her yeah. Which, should I present this now? I think I should. It comes up a little bit later, but this is very cut. I think Disney execs made Walter Merch cut this. He originally, when he becomes this crazy monster gnome king, what we're going to see in a second, he eats Mombi in the script. What? Yeah, instead of the gump sofa, Mombi. It's in the script. Oh, no. Like, swallows her, and she's screaming. Good God. But I will say... That it does note in the script, like when everyone is restored, she is restored, but she looks like she like is grabbing her body because she was swallowed, you know, like she's like coming because she was eaten. Yeah, because she was eaten. Yeah. So he's really uh, mad at her. He puts her in a cage earlier in the script um, than in this. Like interesting. Just, the cage is like the last thing he kind of punch throws at her. Um, like he makes that fist and he like shows us that he has mat. He's capable of just like you know magic, which we don't. I'm kind of glad they cut that. Yeah, I think that would have been a whole level of scary. Though I do hate when he eats the sofa. Like the gump's little face is I know it's, so intense. I know it's there yet. very we'll disturbing. <laughs> but I agree. It would be, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't. yeah, I'm, I'm glad that was cut. Same. But yeah, he does have this very important line. He says, soon there will be no one left who remembers Oz and I will be completely Huge. human. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much his main motivation. There we are. And then Dorothy touches the big green emerald and it's the scarecrow. And she basically figured it out like, oh, it's the green ornaments. Let's go do it. Scarecrow, we got this. And they kind of start uncovering their friends. The gump is the next one. Um, And all during this, this is when the Gnome King does end up imprisoning Mombi in this cage. That's when that starts happening. He's taking it out on her. Yeah, I know. I do have a little bit of sadness for her in this moment. I Just mean, a little bit. Yeah, it's always like, uh, yeah, it's always hard because like two you, villains. Yeah, I mean, I don't really feel Ooh, bad. If for you her. think of it as like, if you go back to the sanitarium, a hundred percent, how it's like women are sort of being put in cages and like trying to be yes. controlled because they're quote unquote hysterical. It's kind of interesting that now Doctor Worley slash Gnome King is like you who were. You were my nurse and like aid. My You're now one. in a cage. It's it's just interesting. Yeah, to make that connection. A very interesting parallel. Yeah. For sure. And now he's yeah. this is when yeah. I wrote in my notes, he becomes Big Ursula from Little Mermaid. Big Ursula, yeah. It's basically the same. <laughs> Earthquake oh, yeah, they, Ursula. They're they're twins for sure. 
Yeah, because everything starts shaking. Like the whole palace is just like, ah, the scarecrow is just like, ah, can't figure out how to walk. Um, and then there's like these red lights kind of happening. It becomes like more fiery. The palace is kind of collapsing. And the Gnome King just keeps yelling, stop. <laughs> stop. He doesn't care about the, the fact that he's destroying all of his precious items. Right. He doesn't even care. Doesn't even care. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You're not a real collector. And Jack is, <laughs> you're not a real collector. Like, you would be more concerned. Okay. And Jack is like, what is happening? Who's that? I'm freaking out. Just a little bit. Dorothy's the best in this moment. 100%. And the Gnome King says he's tired of games. He's tired of all of you. I love when she's like, but we uh, haven't finished guessing. Like, like, <laughs> I, know, like right. I know. I am doing what you said. That is a funny moment. And he's just like, she's ah! Like, like, he's like, everyone stop. It's so good. Like, I love it's, that moment. It's kind of comedic. Yes. Yeah, but it's kind of funny. We haven't finished. No. But why are you freaking yeah, out? Like, this is your Why'd game. Why'd you go flying off the handle? Yes. The, the deal I we made. Happy. Yes. And then we get this very sad eating of the sofa gump Oof. moment. Oof. <laughs> His face. Oof. It's so sad. His face is horrifying. But again, the... Yeah, it's horrifying. But the claymation here is on point. Top notch. On point, on point. And this is where he calls for all of his gnomes. And our friends are just like running, trying to run away. The gnomes all appear and are chasing them. Gargoyles. Like, yeah. Which is interesting because we do have gargoyles and Dorothy and the wizard in Oz from the land yeah, of Oz. Yeah, that's true. Which is interesting. But they're like, also like they the remind me of, of when you go on a ride that is supposed to be scary because they can't really reach at you. They're like stuck in the rock. It was like, ah. Like it reminds me of Alien Encounter at Disney when that used to be a thing. Like where oh, you're like, yes. oh God, oh God. Like you think you're going to die from this alien, but like it really Ooh. can't get to you because it's a ride. Like it feels like that. Like they can't really do I've anything. They can only that. close them in, which that's actually a big thing. They entrap them. But they're kind of helpless. Wow. Like they can't really hurt them because they're just in the rock. Right. Well, <laughs> terrifying moment. Jack <sighs> gets grabbed by his poor little feet and like hung upside down and is like suspended over the Gnome King's mouth. And poor Dorothy, her face. I mean, it's like a close up of her. No! Frozen. She's terrified. And it's all about to come to this like climactic dramatic moment and then we hear <laughs> we hear a squawk we hear a chicken oh, squawk dear. and everything stops and Dorothy's like Belina <laughs> Belina and then the king absolutely freaks out Yep, I think this is hilarious I, mean, I love this moment egg right in the mouth and yep the little egg goes boo and we get a close-up of his eye just, like, following the egg going down. All the gnomes are like, ah! Poison. Poison. It's so, I mean, I, I cannot imagine if you had no idea of the background of these books and you're yes, watching this Yes, this makes no sense. I know we've mentioned it, but, like, this is the moment where I'd be like, what? What is this film? It's so funny. An excellent one. Or an excellent one. (laughs) Excellent. I I, I do find it so interesting that like eggs are what defeats him. Because, you know, in in the original Wonderful Wizard of Oz book, like something as simple as water defeats the witch. I think it was so intentional of Bob to pick just things that Dorothy would have had in Kansas. Right. That could have defeated her, her villains. Right. And weirdly, I feel like eggs go with me have like a feminine uh yeah. connection they do yeah you know 100%. of like laying an egg or fertility yeah, we so there's this up like ozma this yeah yeah there's this feminine like quality that's overpowering this sort of like patriarchal that's thing right. happening eat I that egg it. eat that egg eat that egg <laughs> and so jack gets let down Very and delicately. he's like don't you know th- yeah he puts him down quite nice yeah and Belina's like, I finally laid my yes, egg. Proud girl. She's proud. <laughs> She's proud. And the Gnome King's like, don't you know that eggs are poison? No. And all did, the gnomes sort of start like disintegrating in this very disturbing way. 
Mm-hmm. Poison. Fire crumbles. Poison to gnomes. Yeah, they're all crumbling. Uh, everyone's starting to crumble. Dorothy grabs the ruby slippers, which I love. Yeah, it was even more iconic. They had a cutscene that made yeah. the moment more about the ruby slippers. I'm actually glad they cut it because she knows immediately what to do with them. Like she wouldn't take yeah. a huge moment. She would be like, ah, like right. I need to get us out of here. She's done this before. Yeah. yeah. And they also cut Jack is like worried about the top of his cap. He's like, my cap. They cut that. <laughs> <laughs> we have bigger things to worry about. Her wish is so good. Yeah. I mean, that she says like, she's so specific. I know. She's like, okay, I got She this. knows. <laughs> yeah. She knows what's up. She grabs everyone. Everything's exploding. Like, this is bad. Bad news bears. She grabs everyone. They're all kind of together. And she says, I wish all of us from Oz to return there safely and everyone in the Emerald City to be re- to be restored to life. And and then we get the dancing headless ladies yes. back. And that was initially split. They had another way of doing this. It was supposed to be the first th- ah. the first part and then the second part. So they immediately zap back ah. to like a demolished oh, I see. Emerald City on the horizon. And then she says the second part. And she's like, oh, I should probably do that. Yes. So she like it took her a little longer. And this one, she's like, I know what I'm doing. In the shot that they captured. I got this. Yes. Yes. And then we immediately get these amazing flashes, which the best Easter egg of all Easter eggs is in here. Ah! The dancing ladies get their heads back, which I'm very happy for them. Thank God. I know. We were really worried about that. And we recognize the two right away. We see Mombi two and three immediately. In there. Oh my god, yes. Yes. The Tin Man is back. The Swing Lion? Swat, baby. <laughs> Swat, baby. He like swats immediately. <laughs> we get the woman reading the book. Did you see what book am? Is it And Seth, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz? It's The Marvelous Land of Oz. I the, didn't catch the book. The chapter oh, is The see. Awakening of the oh. Sawhorse. Oh, Brilliant. it is. Isn't that brilliant? Oh, that's awesome. I did not notice that. And also because the sawhorse is kind of left out. I love that the chapter is open to the awakening of the sawhorse. Also, everyone's awakening right now. It's such a great little Easter egg that they have in there. Wow. Yes, fabulous. Give it another shout out to the sawhorse. He is randomly in a lot of major Oz properties, including Wicked. Love sawhorse. And it's all very subtle. Yeah. Like very subtly dropped in. So just we see you, sawhorse. (laughs) He's like everyone's pet. (laughs) Right. That's cool. Didn't even notice that. Isn't that cool? Love that. That's my favorite Easter egg, I think, in the whole film. That it's so meta that she's reading the marvelous land. (laughs) I just assumed it was Wonderful Wizard. That's really cool. I I love that we get this like one shot of the Wheelers being like, "What? What's going on?" I'm happy for them. There's a scene that was cut prior of them like being like, "Ah, we're out of here!" Like they actually abandoned Mombi because they're like, "Let's save ourselves." I'm. Oh yeah, Mombi's still there. Right. Yeah, Mombi is still imprisoned. She comes but back. But all of our friends, she's going to come back. All of our friends, like, sort of land in this big grassy field, and they're sort of wake awakening. And then <laughs> the gump. I must say, this life is stranger than my last one. <laughs> well, I guess his last one was, like, <laughs> you know, grass grazing. That's what I imagine. Grass grazing, and he maybe got hunted? Question mark? Slash murdered. Yeah, he was murdered. Yeah. Slash murdered. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure we've had many a conversation about the gum uh, yeah but yeah oh then the gosh. then Mombi does like appear in the cage in the same field and there's this big flash of green off in the distance and the emerald city's like glitter 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 and then we get this beautiful moon with the emerald city and dorothy's just kind of looking around and that's where our scene ends for the day for the day for the day what an epic scene, friends. What an epic scene. Oh, my gosh. I feel like relief. Like, oh, everything's going to be okay. <sighs> we got out of the gnome I do, King. too. I mean, that was that was a lot. I'm sad he's it's dead, a lot though, to cover. returned to us. Like, he's kind of dead, right? Like, he's dead. He's done. I think he... Yeah, destroyed. I think he's done. Because, like, it's amazing he's in been the book destroyed. that he... We know he'll come back. So R.I.P. But I think it's, as far as the cinematic structure of the film, I think he's, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. He which gone. We, 
which is what is what's going to happen when we get back to Kansas, that Dr. Worley will have died in the fire that the electric storm causes. Mm-hmm. And Nurse Mobby right. is going to jailsies. Uh-oh. For the patients who have been damaged. <sighs> wow. I'm wow. like, just want to applaud both of you. This was a journey. And I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. We I went on a journey. Yeah. I just like live for the Gnome King. I really do. Like, I think he's a villain that oh, we people know. don't talk about enough. Especially Absolutely like, not. he's a Disney villain. Yes. He Add him in. Add him he in. should be in the electrical parade. Listen, let's <laughs> let's not get into it. Like that's... People would be like, what? Wait, mom, who's that? <laughs> and to just conclude us for today. Seth, would you mind sharing your thoughts on the oh, upcoming yes. remakes to take us on home? Oh my gosh. So the New Line Cinema an, a, uh, announced remake, oh gosh, in 2021, I think yeah. it was announced. And they yeah. were like, this is going to be more based on the book series, the original book. I was like, that's wonderful. And I think a lot of um, people who love The Wizard of Oz, but maybe don't know it as well as we do, or a lot of people listening to this podcast might know it. A lot of people think that the first ever Oz film is the 1939 Judy Garland film. Not true, right? Not not true. So that is technically a remake. So the New Line Cinema version, I am very open-minded to. Now, Warner Brothers has announced that they are going to remake the 1939 musical, Judy Garland musical. I am... <laughs> Open to it. <laughs> How I look at it is children, unfortunately now, because you know you don't have the annual event of watching The Wizard of Oz on television that our parents had. Uh, right. I remember we did The Wizard of Oz in our school musical my junior year of high school. Um, I guess play the lion. And a lot, <laughs> it was fun. I was the queen of the forest. It was a good yes. time. But uh, uh, what I was kind of mind blown by (laughs) where there were a lot of people in my community that had never seen the movie. And I think maybe, you know, we see Disney doing it with the little mermaid and Aladdin and Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast. It then renews interest in their animated properties. So I am cautiously optimistic about the new Warner brothers film. Uh, Maybe it will renew interest in the Judy Garland film. Um, I'm more excited for the animated movie that they announced, the, the Toto film. Yes, we talked about that. The Toto film it sounds, sounds so, so cute. cute. Yes. So I am um, excited for the new line. I'm curious to see if both of them happen now with like New Line Cinema announcing it, the Warner Brothers. Um, but I'm excited that Warner Brothers is doing something with Oz. I thought they forgot that they owned it for a while. Um, sure. So I'm. I'm excited that you know they're kind of not they're doing something with us. And I believe New Line is a part of Warner Brothers. It is right, so it's like okay, it is okay. And I'm like, is this listen? Now? Like the two of us are like, film? bring on the content, like bring it on, like bring it, bring on. it. The, the more, more the, the merrier. merrier. Like, we're here for it. Love Kenya Barris. Like I'm yeah. here for all of it. I mean, it. Yeah, will I be there it. the day the film premieres? At the movie theater, absolutely, yeah, like one hundred percent. You will show off with, and reveal with bells on, slippers, like the Gnome King did in this scene, right? <laughs> I, I already warned. Did you come for these? My partner, I was like, okay. I said, you saw the Wizard of Oz in the movie theaters. I said, when this remake comes out, just be prepared for me to have a lot of opinions and a lot of feelings when we go <laughs> see, see this movie. But we all you know. will. We all have. I can't wait. Like it's just exciting, it. and like it's so good to revisit this I'm here for like, it. kind of like you know. I think Return to Oz was hoping to have an Oz Renaissance too with it. Like oh, absolutely. And it's just exciting to see when those intentions are set, and then you know what comes out of it. Because I think no matter what, even in like something like Oz the Great and Powerful, there's always something I'm going to latch <sighs> onto and like, even though I don't like that film. You know, there's always yeah. something that's exciting about it. I I think the Oz Renaissance is bubbling. Um, you see a lot of new merchandising with lounge yes, fly yes, yes. and cake worthy. And it's all going to yeah. like, it's, it's, explode, it's bubbling. Yeah. Yes. Bubbling like the gnome King's drink. Okay. Friends. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> we will see you back here to end out this film in one of the most Our epic final scenes scene. because it is like cameo station. 
Like there's so many Oz characters like popping in to be like, look at us. We're here and we're going to try to we're find here them too. all. Like it's Where's Waldo. So we're very excited for that. Gotta catch them <laughs> all. Thank you so much, Seth. And thank you, Seth, for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. You have totally changed my commute to and from work. I listen to you, ladies. That is our goal. <laughs> on the way to work and on the oh way home from That work. is our goal, to change commutes. That's what we're here for. Brick roads. Yeah, we're the the commute queens. Amazing. Yes. And thank <laughs> you, it. listeners, for being here with us. Bye, everyone. Thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye. so much for listening to down the yellow brick pod if you are feeling fresh with your fingertips scroll on over to apple podcasts and now spotify woot woot to leave us a glowing rate and review it's a big help each person who leaves us an apple review will be entered to win our end of the season oz giveaway including a gift basket of aussie book goodies that trust me you aren't going to want to miss All previous reviews will also be considered in our entries. We see you. Further fun and ways to support us can be found at our Etsy swag shop from Good Witch Trouble merch to our new Fab Four of Oz icon collection with a big shout out to our graphic designer, Maddie Frank. Find us also on Patreon and Instagram via Down the Yellow Brick Pod, as well as on Venmo at Down the YBP. We always appreciate a tip to you. Let's escape to Oz soon, okay? Okay, Auntie Anne.